saying. Like the message that he brought, that I asked him, please come down and share with the family of God. And he has given us the pleasure of having to be uh, So he's going, ah, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it give you a word for God. things 
where I was at. And so I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. He says, I can do that because he is God. Amen. And so he did. A little at a time, things started to change. And then we, he says, okay, now you're ready. Start the men's ministry. I said, okay, Lord. Our first meeting was like uh, seven or eight people, seven or eight men. We started. Now we're 15, 20. David comes and plays and ministers every once in a while. But we're 15, 20 solid every, every uh, we only do it once a month. So once a month, we have 15, 20 guys. But it's not always the same guys. That's what's good about it because it's from different churches, different backgrounds, different whatever, denominations. It doesn't matter. We're trying to teach men to come up another level. Come on. And if we can do that, ladies, how much better would it be at your house? Amen. Come on. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. So y'all pray for us. It's called Men for Jesus. We're in Alvin. And so uh, when you think about me, just say, hey, I'm going to pray for that guy. You might not even remember my name, and that's okay. But just pray for that guy in Alvin that's doing that man's ministry. Amen. I, I will receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. How many kids do we have in here? Like I said, I can't see past pastors, so I know I can see. How many we got? One, two. Come here. If you're a kid, come on up here. Young kid that you were supposed to be in children's church. I want to bless you. Come here. Come here. Get blessed. Come here. How many we got? Oh, we got I want to give you a little something, a little gift card. You tell mama to take you, or, or dad, or grandpa to take you Amen. to uh, Little Caesars and get you a pizza. Oh, pizza! Pizza! There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. How many more? Now we got more kids. All of a sudden, they're coming out of the woodwork. Hey, hey, get back! You're not a little kid. All right, I ran out of gift cards for Little Caesars. How about Dairy Queen? Skip a little bit, might stop and talk a little bit. 
But so many times in our lives, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version, your version, I'm sure is just as good. So many times in our lives, what we tend to do is get stuck, get stagnant. But God wants us to keep moving forward in everything that we do. He wants us to press on and press on and press on. But what we tend to get is stagnant because you know what? We sit in a little pity party. Woe is me. You know, I can't believe not everybody agrees with me. You know, the Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And we're going to read that in a little bit. But, and now are with me, the rather that I step, they comfort me. But the thing is, is what we do is say, though I sit and have a pity party. That's not the God I serve. That's not the God I serve. The God I serve is the one that wants to bless us. To move us forward. To break the chains off of us. To give us everything we desire and need in our lives to succeed. To where we can go and minister in the streets or in Panama. It doesn't matter. What has God told you to do in your life to move forward? But you're having a hard time letting go. And that understandable. Don't get me wrong. Things happen. Maybe you lost a spouse. Maybe you got a divorce. Maybe you're just having a hard time with finances. Are you doing what you're supposed to do as a man or woman of God to move forward? Come on. Are you going with the Word? Come on. Or are you going with Brother Bob or Sister Sue? What they're telling you to do. We always have to go back to the Word of God and let Him tell us what He wants us to do. You know why? Because He'll never leave you or forsake you. Everything He says is true. And yes and amen. Am I right? Amen. Sometimes you, you tend to say, well, I'm not going to read that word today. Mm-hmm. You, you, and, and, come on, I'm just as guilty as you. I've had my pity parties. When I said, Lord, you might have to use somebody else to do this man's ministry, Lord. Because I can't. But I can't put my butt in the way. But this, but that, but, but, but. See, y'all think something else. Y'all need to repent. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you can do all things through Christ Amen. if you're doing what He tells you to do. Yes. That's right. Not what you see. What I can't do what He's doing in the streets. That's not my calling. But I guarantee you, at one time, He says, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. How many times? Or, I, you want us to go to Panama? Lord, you know, I don't even need, know how to say see in Spanish. Come on. But Lord, but, but, leave your butt alone. Come on. Leave it out of the way. Don't be thinking ugly, David. How many times? We just talked, Lord, Pastor, we need to pray over that guy right there. Let's start reading before David gets me in trouble. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. What's dead in your life that you haven't let go? What is it that you're still holding on? Past relationships, and you keep reminding your spouse? Well, you you know, so-and-so used to do this. He ain't there no more. She ain't there no more. They're gone. Well, 
my ex-husband, ex, why do you think it's an ex? They're gone. Well, you, you don't realize what I've gone through. I've been married four times. Let it go. Let your fifth be the best one ever. Amen. Come on, you can't unscramble a scrambled egg. Come on, it's time to go on. Come on. All right. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, he tells him. You and all the people to the land which I am given to them. Arise and move forward. Joshua could have said, but Lord, you know what, Lord? Moses died and everything, Lord. You know, but let me have a little pity party here. Feel sorry. I can honestly tell you, if he didn't go, Caleb would have went. Yeah. Somebody else. God said, dead, gone, next. What has God told you to do that you're not doing? I promise you, he's going to let somebody else do it. Come on. He's going to move you to the side and move someone else forward. Who might not be ready, but God has called you to do it. Come on, sir. Come on. Let me put it like this. You say, well, I'm not one to go out and minister, but God's told you to give. But, but God's told you to give and said, you, I want you to give this missionary or this ministry or whatever, I want you to give. And you're like, well, you know, Lord, let, let Brother Dave give, you know. Let Brother Dave give. Let, let somebody else give. I, it, it's not me, Lord. You, you know, I want to hold my money back just in case I need it. Let me, let me tell you something about giving. And this isn't a preaching message about giving, but I want when you open up and you bless God, when you drop it in that basket that we just did, do you know when your blessing starts? When your heart was right and you dropped it in the bucket. That's when your blessing starts. It isn't what pastor does with it or fixing up this or whatever. That's not when your blessing starts. Your blessing starts when you release it. What did Jesus say? Hey, if you give, I'll give back to you. Give with a cheerful heart. Amen? Now, you gave, pastor uses it wrong, guess who he has to answer to? God. He doesn't have to answer to you, or me, or anybody. He's got to answer to God and say, alright Lord, this is what I did with it and I was wrong. But David's blessing doesn't stop. Your blessing doesn't stop. My blessing doesn't stop. My blessing continues because the word of God is true. Amen. It doesn't change. Anyways, let's move forward. Come on. And so he tells him, he says, Moses is dead, Joshua. It's time for you to move on. Joshua didn't have a pity party. He says, hey, we're going to move forward. He said, the children uh, I'm giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness, and then he goes on and reads the territories. Let's go to five. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Amen. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide. He tells them about the inheritance that I swore to their fathers. Jesus, I mean, a, a, a God doesn't come back and say, I changed my mind. He says, I gave you this territory, and that's what I'm going to give you. Come on. Amen. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right or the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. 
See, that's our problem right there a lot of times. We turn to the right or to the left. God said, stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. But we're like, you know, there's an obstacle in the way. What do I do now? Stay the course. Who in the Bible have you seen or heard that had it easy? It doesn't matter. Let's look at David. He was the king. He had to face Goliath. He had to face Saul. He had to face so many obstacles and objects. Bears, lions, everything. To become king. But the thing is, is that he stayed the course. They told him when he was a ruddy young kid, let's just say 13 years old. Let's just say, I don't know the exact age. But he was a young boy. And God told him, you're going to be the next king. Well, you, you still got a king in the house here. Who, why God? Why me? He didn't say that. He said, yeah, as a kid, he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go back to what I was doing. Tending sheep. He stayed the course. He kept playing. Even when the king called him in and said, hey, play the harp for me or whatever. He stayed the course. He didn't say, hey, king, guess what? I'm next. <laughs> I'm next. Even though the king knew there's something about this guy. He's anointed. He's blessed. He's coming. He's going to be better than me. That he knew all these things. But he stayed the course. Amen? Amen. All right. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from right or the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. See, when you stay the course, God wants to prosper you. He wants to bless you. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That's the word of God. But you shall med meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, the thing is, is God knew that Joshua was going to be discouraged. How many of us have been discouraged when we're doing what God tells us to do? Because the door didn't open right away. You know, sometimes a closed door is a good thing. God's working it out somewhere else. Don't always think, oh, that God just talked to me. I, I, I'm not going there. God will open the doors he needs to open and close the ones he needs to close. It's in the Word. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. What is it in your life that maybe you have a closed door and you're looking at it as, I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I'm going to go home now. No, maybe he closed that door for a reason. Look at that pastor in Panama. He said, God, looks like all these doors are closing. But Lord, if, if you really want me, Send someone here. Amen. Send a couple of people. Amen. Come on. Yes. What is it in your life that you feel, my door's closed. I'm not going forward. Maybe there's a ministry the Lord's told you to start. And it hasn't fallen in your lap. I promise you, it won't. It won't. You have to go get that. All right. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, Pass through the camp and command the people saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves within three days. You will cross over this Jordan to go into the possessed land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. 
Let me say this. As I was reading that, I looked at it and I said, Lord, how many times have I been discouraged? Even just for this little men's ministry that I'm doing. But people have called me and said, Brother, you don't know how much you've touched my life. How you've changed my marriage. How you've helped me raise up my sons and daughters better. I've been discouraged just like anybody else. But God. But God. Yes. It's your turn to move forward in your life. It's your turn. Let the change fall off. What is it that you're going through that you just don't understand? Why did so-and-so die? Listen, we're here on earth for what? To live, share the gospel, and then we die. Are you going to heaven or hell? These people are in heaven. It's okay that they die. Maybe their time was up here. You know, maybe, maybe somebody took it way ahead of time. That's not for us to call. But for us to do what we need to do is say, you know what? I enjoyed my time with them. I enjoyed what I had with this family. You're either leaving a mark or a scar wherever you go. What are you leaving? In your family, your children, your wife, your, your husband? Are you leaving a mark to where they sit there and say, best person I ever had. I'm glad I was around them. Or are you leaving a scar where I'm glad he's gone. That guy was nothing but trouble. Which one are you doing? I'm just asking. I'm not trying to be nosy. Which one are you doing? You have to do something to keep moving forward. Today is your day to change what, how you are to say, I don't want to be that way. I'm going to go another direction. Maybe, maybe you were told years ago, this is where you're going. Don't move to the right or to the left. And you decided to move this way. And you said, you know what? This Jesus thing, it really didn't fit me. So I'm going to go over here with my buds, my girl pals, and hang out with them for a little while. But God's saying, no, I need you. Because you're the only one that can reach your girl pals or your buds. I might not be able to reach them. But you can. Are you leaving a mark? Or are you leaving a score? Let me say this. When you do move forward in your life, the Word of God needs to transform you to a different level, to a different point. If it's not doing that, then be careful where you're at. Amen. Amen? Amen. You should want to be more like Him. Amen. Come on. Not more Amen. like Him or Him or me or anybody else. You should want to be more like Him. Amen. That's why I'm saying you're either leaving a mark or a scar. Doesn't matter. You always should want to change from glory to glory to glory. Mm -hmm. Let me help you out here. We got some stairs here. You're right here as a Christian. Okay, you just got saved, or you—it doesn't matter. I'm right here. I, I should want to go up another level. Come on. And then, and then when I hear another man of God or woman of God ministering, I want to go up another level. You know, you you don't want to stay stagnant down there. Come on. You want to come up another level. The whole time that you're doing your life, you should want to keep coming up another level. Amen. Amen. That brother over there that's reaching people on the island, the homeless, he shouldn't just want to feed three people. 
Amen. That should be his goal. But he's only making, getting so much money to be able to feed three. Maybe the Lord's put it on your heart. Bless that man. Come on. Bless him to where he feeds four, five, six, twenty, fifty, a hundred. Your tithe goes to the local church. That you know that. But an offering, okay, over and above, you give to the poor. You give to a ministry like that that you know where it's going to go. That he uses it wisely. If he uses it wrong, he has to answer to God. Come on. Amen? Amen. Amen. The word of God needs to come alive in your heart. Who's the word? Jesus. He needs to come alive in your heart. All the days of your life. It shouldn't just be here and there and every now and then and go to hang out the people at work and say this and that. If, if people see you, they should say, I want what he has. I, I want what she has. There was a guy, and some of you probably know who he is, Smith Wigglesworth. Awesome man of God back years ago, 100 years ago or whatever. But what he did was uh, he got on a train, and he sat down. And there's three or four guys in front of him in another area just sitting there. And they said, sir, and he didn't even say a word. He just sat down. They said, sir, I don't know who you are and what you have, but we want it. This is back in many years ago. Is that what people are saying about you? Or they're saying, you're really a Christian? I went to a church. I went to visit... My wife and I were looking for a home church. And I walked in, and I saw a guy that I worked with for like six years, five, six years, and I worked with him. And I would have never known he was a Christian. Wow. I, I, and not to judge him, I'm just telling you. What he was about to tell me, I would have never known. <laughs> I said, hey, man, and said hello to him. And, and uh, I said, is this your first time I'm visiting? I said, just... No, I've been going here for 20 years. I'm thinking, 20 years? <laughs> Goodness gracious, I would have never known. Again, not judging him, but I'm saying, are you leaving a mark or are you leaving a score? What are you changing? Are you moving forward or are you staying stagnant in your walk? Yes. Let me give you a, <laughs> let me give you a little something that happened to me. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> My kids, they said, Dad. I used to not look like this when I was younger, okay? I just want y'all to know I was slim and trim. I was kind of healthy. Now I'm wealthy. <laughs> Anyways, you know, I know the body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm building an extra room. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> y'all are laughing. Don't be laughing at me. Y'all have my feelings. The last one I got left. Anyways, <laughs> my kid said, Dad, Dad, Mom says you were good and softball. I said, yeah, that's 15, 20 years ago. I'm good. Don't worry about me. I moved on, son. I, I, I'm raising you. Don't think about me. It's about you, son. They were about 14, 15 years old. Dad, we want you to play softball. I said, no, no. Look at this. Does this look like a softball player? I said, well, it probably does, but I'm not like I used to be, son. I used to throw... I played shortstop, third base, left field. I had an arm. Man, I was good. 
But that was a long time ago. I moved on. I did what Joshua said. Let's move forward. Cross over the Jordan. My kids said, no, Dad. We want to watch. I was like, oh, Lord, help me. I said, this is never going to happen. So I said, okay, I'll tell you what. If it worked, they have a softball team, I'll play. I promise you. Really, Dad? I said, yeah. Lo and behold, two weeks later. <laughs> I'm thinking, are you kidding me? The softball team? Y'all never had one. Why do y'all want to have one now? The Lord closes doors, the Lord opens doors. Okay? So my words came back to haunt me. I said, okay. I said, I'll play. I get to the ball field. The guy says, where do you play? I said, shortstop, of course. Third base, left field. Left field usually held for the better players, throw the ball a little bit better. Shortstop and third base, same way. Eloy, go to right field. I said, right field? <laughs> I said, you know who goes in right field? People are picking flowers and stuff. I never goes over there. I didn't tell him any of this. I said this under my breath, heading to right field. You honor the guy that's in charge. You know, pastor tells you clean the toilet. Clean the toilet? Do you know what's supposed to be up here preaching? Anyways, it's a different message. I said, all right. I, I said, here's the wall. I'm about 10 feet away. I'm not letting nothing go on me. I'll show him. And when I get the ball, it's going to come. I'm going to throw that sucker out. That's exactly what I said. So sure enough, ball comes towards me. I'm running up. It goes over me. I'm thinking, no. I grabbed that ball. I went to throw it. went like right there. I'm like, ow. I'm like, this isn't supposed to happen. I go up and pick it up and toss it. I'm thinking, this is not good. My kids were excited. They were sitting in the stands. They were like, yeah, Dad. Well, when they saw me, they were like, oh, Dad. <laughs> I said, it's okay. I'll make it up. I'll make it up. See, I had to move forward in my life, but they didn't accept it. Then I went to the right or to the left here, okay? I'm telling you all, this is a story. I promise. It's the truth, too. So I said, okay. So I come up to bat after everybody's laughing at me. I'm laughing at me. Thinking, are you serious? I cannot believe your arm hurt like that. Anyways, I get up to bat and I hit a, ba a, a double. I get to second base. I look in the stands. Yeah, my son's doing this. I'm thinking, so later on I asked him, Matt, why, why are you doing that? He goes, Dad, the way you run. I said, what do you mean the way I run? <laughs> I said, there's nothing wrong with the way I run, son. He said, Dad, you look like a first dog. Talking about run. Forest run, okay. So, anyways, I said, oh, you are your mother's son. <laughs> Told you, I had to straighten her out. It took me a while, but I finally got her straight. Anyways, so I'm on second base. For those of you that don't know softball, I'm going to relay uh, just say a couple things to you. As the pitcher releases the pitch, the runner can take off, right? And some of you know that, and that's great. Some of us don't. Anyways. I take off, pitcher releases the pitch, I take off, the ball is hit right over my head. Instantly, cat-like reflexes that I have. Okay, more like Garfield. But anyways, um, I take off as I turn. I'm thinking I'm like way over here. And here's the base. The ball goes right over my head to the shortstop. All he has to do is catch it, touch second base, double play. So as soon, soon as he hits it, I take off. I, I realize it's over my head. I dive back. I look good. I did. I promise I look good. I'm wiping the dust on my pants and everything. 
I look in the stands and my kids are like, dead. <laughs> so anyways, the next batter, I was safe because of my cat-like reflexes. I go back into the stands after I scored. The next batter got me in. <sighs> kids, what do y'all think? Damn it, good, huh? Did y'all see my slide? Man, I had to slid like six, seven, eight feet. Damn. Damn. <laughs> that was not a slide. <laughs> I said, what you talking about? You saw the dust I created? Dirt everywhere? They go, Dad, you plopped. I said, what? He said, Dad. He said, Dad, you were this far from the base. I said, what you talking about? I went like six feet away. Goes, Dad, really? <laughs> that far? I'm thinking, you're walking home. But I, you call your mom to come pick you up. I'm not taking you home with you. I looked at him and said, really? He goes, Dad, you look so bad. You look like Shamu coming out of the street with your child coming up like that. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. So if you want the truth, ask your kids. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's where I decided, you know what? I'm done. I need to move, move forward as a father, as a husband. I'm, I'm not like I used to be. Amen? Amen. It's okay to move on in life. Change what needs to change in you. You can come up here, brother. Mm -hmm. You can change what needs to change in you. Instead of looking at your sin, look at Jesus. Amen. Okay? It's not going to be perfect, I promise you. It's not going to be perfect. As you build a relationship with Christ, you're going to be more like Him. It's no different. If I keep hanging out with certain people, I'm going to be more like them. I can't be that way. The more I'm in church, the more I'm with people that love the Lord, the more I'm going to come up another level. Yes. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm going to ask you this question. And I, I've told you, I've given you a lot of information, a lot of stuff to think about. Are you leaving a mark? Are you leaving a scar? What are you doing in your life? Things like that. Some of you have been following Jesus for a while and you've turned to the right, maybe to the left. It's time to come back and get to that position that God asked you to be in. I'm about to close. But i got a serious question for you. If you were to die today, tomorrow, next week, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Heaven or hell? The Bible says that Jesus is going to look at you one day. He's going to look at me. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, or away from me. I never knew you. What's he going to tell you? I'm no different. Pastor's no different. Miss Vinny's no different. doesn't matter. Are you doing what God has told you to do with your life? But the most important thing is getting back to where you need to be. And that's your name written in the book of life. Amen. The Bible says that God gave up his only son so you could have eternal life. It wasn't just to hang out and go to church and be friends. It's so you can have eternal life. They pulled his beard. They beat him. Y'all seen the movie? I don't have to tell you all that. I recreate it for you. But it's real. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. I'm going to count to three. If you need to rededicate your life, even those on Facebook. Maybe you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And you want to. Today's going to be your day. 
one. But, you know, these people are looking and they're watching me. And even on Facebook, these people that are standing next to me, I don't know how they feel. It doesn't matter. This is about you and Him. You and Jesus. That's what it's about. Two. Man, I've heard about this before. I just don't know if it's right. It's real. You're about to walk either the streets of gold or be in a fire of pity hell forever and ever and ever. There's no turning back. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you the truth. The truth is the truth is the truth. If not now, when? I'm about to say three, and when I do, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Are you ready? If not now, when? Three, raise your hand. Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Like I said, even on Facebook, you raise your hand. Send them a message. Tell them, hey, I, I just received Jesus. When you raised your hand, you made a commitment. You said, "This I want this Jesus that he's talking about. But there's more to it. You got to confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. So we're going to confess it right now. I want everybody here to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Make me new. I believe you died and rose again after the third day. Be my Lord. I love you, Jesus. Put me around the right people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me tell you this. You, you said yes to Jesus right now. It doesn't stop there. There's more. There's more. Go to a good Bible-based teaching church. If this is not where you live, that's fine. Find one in your area that wants to bless you. Don't go to a church that's going to knock you down and tell you you're not worth anything. You go to a church that says you can do it. The chains are off. Woo-hoo! 